Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. Now, at the time of recording, uh, the gyms have been open in Scotland for just two days. Um, and it's been been amazing um, for clients and just to see how excited they are, how ready they are to get after it. Um, and by the time this goes live, it'll be over a week and a half um, that they've been open in Scotland. Now, I know that there's there's listeners down south and across Europe and the world, but um, it's just been incredibly inspiring from a coaching perspective to see um, see the, the mindset shift really in, in all our clients across the brand um, and you know as coaches um, we are all incredibly grateful for our clients sticking by us not only this lockdown however we have still got some clients that were here last lockdown and if you were to tell me two years ago that over a, a 13 month period the gyms would be shut for eight of them um i wouldn't have believed you and i guess it was amazing to see how how much the fitness industry adapted and kind of came together but i just never thought we'd be in a position where we'd see that if i'm honest like after it happened the first time i was like that'll never happen again but it did (laughs) and um yeah actually i think my maths actually may be a bit wrong i think they were closed in Scotland from the 26th of March in 2020, uh, r- roughly the end of March 2020, and they opened the 1st of August. That's about four and a half months, and it was four months to the dot uh, they were closed this time around as well. So, yeah, maybe maybe eight and a half to nine months over 13. It doesn't even feel like, and I'm sure many people are, are the same, it didn't even feel like we'd had that little, little sort of stretch in the middle where we, we kind of came out. Everyone was just like, yeah, we've been... We've been effectively locked down for <coughs> for a long time, but anyway, um, on to the sort of topic of today's podcast. One that I was um, going to get in last week, but I ran out of time, and that's mostly because I like to I like to talk. Um, but the the topic is: Do you need to do fasted cardio? I should probably just stop this here and say no, you don't. But what I will do is I will kind of go through the sort of benefits uh, of, of perhaps doing it if you are an assisted bodybuilder. I'll go through the reasons why you don't need to do it if you're not. And it's probably one of the most commonly asked questions really surrounding cardio. And, and I think that if you if you don't know much, you, you may have this sort of conclusion that if you do it in a, a fasted state first thing in the morning, that it's going to burn more fat than if you were to do it any other time of the day. Now, that's effectively something that I think has crossed wires over the years because it would be true and applicable if you're using certain compounds, but in, in other aspects, if you aren't using them, it's not going to create a world of difference. For the purposes of this podcast, I'm going to talk about a fasted state, meaning that you have not eaten in the morning, but you have eaten the day before like maybe perhaps at night time, a lot of research you look at will talk about a a 24-hour, 36-hour, 48-hour fast, but that's not something that I would encourage you to do. But, you know, I probably wouldn't encourage you to Google, um, you know, fasted cardio because there's just, there's an overwhelming number of different opinions. Some coaches are going to swear by it without any logical reason behind it, whereas others will be completely against it. And we'll always encourage you to eat for cardio. So you might be thinking, well, who's right? So for that point, 
uh, we are going to have a, a little bit of discussion. Before we get into that, you know, we need to establish what the what the aim is when you're when you're dieting, and that is to establish a, a negative negative energy balance. And cardio is simply going to be part of getting calories out of the body. Right, you're going to control what you put in via what you eat. Now, when we get into this negative energy balance, and that is where the magic happens and fat loss occurs. So to give you a little bit of a better understanding about energy balance, because this often crops up, not a lot of people will actually understand what it means. <clears throat> I will say, imagine a, a seesaw, where on one side you have food, and we're going to call that your energy in, and then on the other side you have all your activity that you sort of take part in during the day. This is your steps, your cardio, your training, your neat, which is your exercise with activity. And we're going to call that your energy out. So in simple terms, to lose fat, um, what we need to do is we need to get that energy outside effectively winning, right? And when our body finds it finds itself at the end of the day or the end of a you know, few, collective few days or, or weeks in a, what we call a negative energy balance where there's more calories being expended than are going in, it's going to use our fat stores to provide the energy difference that we've created across, as I said, those sort of days and weeks. So... If we've got the seesaw where that that one side is winning in regards to energy out, what our effectively body will do is it will break down our fat stores to then chuck that on the energy inside of the seesaw and the seesaw will be in balance. Now, to do this or to create this negative energy balance, what you're going to need to do is understand that it's going to take days and sometimes weeks to accumulate and... This is why, like, if you're adhering to your diet <clears throat> Monday to Friday, you go off the rails on Saturday, Sunday, you go in the pesh, you have the kebabs and whatnot, there's going to come a time where you're just not going to lose any more body fat because effectively you're going to be in a, a maintenance period. So, therefore, you know, I'd suggest if you're dieting to be consistent, also patient with the process. It's maybe going to take three or four weeks before you notice any difference. Um, but anyway, the, kind of the point I'm trying to make here is that cardio in and of itself is just one of the many tools we use to try and you know create this negative energy balance and thus fat loss. Whether you like it or not, cardio will always be part of any dieting phase. Look, I'm doing it every single day. I don't say it's enjoyable. I do it first thing in the morning because I, I want to get out of the way, but also for other reasons that I'll get into in this podcast. Cardio itself can come in like many forms. It can be low intensity, you know, it could be like low intensity steady state, or it could be high intensity interval training, um, such as maybe sprints on the bike. When I would say low intensity steady state would be necessary, um, would probably be in the sort of later stages of a dieting phase, like for comp prep, and then probably in, in the earlier stages in the midway through point, that's when you kind of go and go for the hit. So this is where the notion of fasted cardio can, um, or the reason why it's become so popular, because of course, if you're doing cardio, um, which is obviously going to help push push towards fat loss, um, but you're doing like you're doing cardio at a certain time of the day, such as first thing in the morning, and you'll get more from it. You know why wouldn't you do that? So to start off with, we'll talk about why you would maybe want to do fasted cardio, and then we'll speak about why you perhaps wouldn't want to do it. So if you're dieting for a show or a shoot, maybe perhaps you're uh, a bodybuilder or you're you know aspiring bodybuilder, maybe you're a physique athlete or whatever it is, it can be quite common that you're using lipolytics. And that's a fancy word for just saying fat like a fat burner or a supplement that aids aids fat loss and 
the, you know, those can include, but are not limited to, your humbine HCL, clenbuterol, and you know, and even growth hormone. So your humbine and clenbuterol, um, I've explained them before on kind of different podcasts about what they do, but just remember that they're going to have that stimulatory effect on the central nervous system, causing that rapid increase in adrenaline. We we know that that adrenaline can bind to what we call good good guy or a good receptor in fat cells, illicit fat loss. Um, and, you know, you, you, adrenaline itself can also bind to what we call the bad guy, which we don't want to occur because, you know, no fat loss occurs. That's actually called the alpha receptor. But if you're supplementing your humbine, you know, you're going to get a, a, a blockage of that sort of quote-unquote bad receptor. So you can imagine that the both run together. They kind of complement each other really well. The thing about your humbine is, that you have to take it quite far away from food because that hormone insulin is gonna gonna kill its effect, gonna cancel cancel out what it's what it's gonna do. So to get the benefit of your humbine, uh, you kind of gotta take that as far away from food as possible. So then it would kind of make sense to do your cardio first thing in the morning. And, and hear me out on this one: your the large adrenaline production you're getting from Clen, that's not required to be in the fastest state. But often, if you you know if you're combining these and you have more adrenaline in the system alongside something that's blocking the bad guy, ultimately more adrenaline is getting to those receptors in that, those stubborn areas and mobilizing fat. I should have said earlier on that we have more of these kind of quote-unquote bad receptors in our stubborn fat sites. Um, they also have sort of poor blood supply, which you'll have learned from listening to the Vasoborn podcast. So it would make sense then to be to be doing that in a, in a fasted state. And ultimately kind of getting more from just doing it at a different time of the day now one other comp you know one other it's not really a compound should i say um it's more of a, a peptide uh, that i use is growth hormone and now the evidence suggests that growth hormone has a, a lipolytic effect and, and by that i mean it pretty much breaks down fat um, and that is improved in a fasted state um, it upregulates fat loss and I'll combine this podcast with a study um, on the website that effectively shows it doubles the rate of lipolysis which of course we want to we want to be taking advantage of that because it's going to it's going to speed up fat loss without us really having to manipulate energy balance all we need to do is just be really smart with our our food intake and push meals back uh, a little bit longer um, some of the limitations in the, in the studies as I said is that we, you know, they're asking they're asking people to fast, or you know, they're doing it on say rodents or, or whatever, and the ultimate like, the ultimate like limitation is that we would never do that in, we would never do that in in humans. But because when we're using growth hormone, we, we actually inject a bit more than we the body would usually produce. I still feel that, that sort of research is is quite applicable um, to what we're doing. One other thing that we need to actually take into consideration um, if we're using the likes of cleaning your humbine is that we have this sort of big increased adrenaline production. Now, for those of you that don't know, like adrenaline is usually released when we're exercising to, to help speed up your heart rate, increase blood flow, etc. etc. So we may actually find that we have a an improvement in performance and you're able to work that a little bit harder during your fasted cardio you know by that i mean you're able to expend more calories so i have a scenario by where because of what you're using you're able to expend more calories you're able to, to sort of maybe just move the spin bike a little bit faster get your heart rate up that a little bit more 
which versus doing later on the day when maybe perhaps adrenaline's taking a bit of a nosedive, you're not going to get that same, you know, the same. But I'm talking these are these are you know these are fine margins and sort of clutching at straws here. But it's certainly things to take into consideration when you're deciding whether to do it first thing in the morning or not. And then you know what we need to look at is we've talked about the pros of kind of fasted cardio, why you or why you would do it now. What I, will, what I will say to you is that I have done fasted cardio a few times. I've done it in 2017, which is before my first show because, you know, I had an old school coach at the time who drilled it into me that, you know, needs to be done then and I believed it. I was not using uh, growth hormone at the time. And then the next time I dieted in 2019, uh, 20, 2019, yeah, for a photo shoot, I didn't do it fasted at all. Uh, I did it later on the day. Uh, again, I wasn't using growth hormone, but I was using Clen. And then last year for prep, I did it fasted. Uh, that was mainly because I, yeah, I just wanted to get out of the way with. Uh, I wasn't using growth hormone, but did it first thing in the morning to get it done. And then this year, I've specifically doing it fasted. Number one, time management, but two, you know, I'm using growth hormone now alongside the other compounds I spoke about, and I'm seeing the seeing the benefit from it. So we, we now understand, that sort of summary effectively is saying that I've, I've done a little bit um, of both to be honest with you and, and after we've talked about the cons, I'll kind of give you my sort of two cents and my personal experience of doing, of doing, of doing both. So we spoke about the sort of the benefits of why we, you know, why we do fasted cardio in some instances. However, I think you know we need to look at the situation by which you you're not taking any supplements to aid fat loss. And thinking back to the sort of part of the podcast where I spoke about energy balance, you know, the bottom line is that all we you know, all we need to do in order to lose fat is is to create this negative energy balance. We need to stay in it. Now, of course, over time, your your body wants to downregulate its basal metabolic rate, and therefore you've got to do a bit more cardio, eat a little bit less food, a little bit less food. Um, but in general, as long as you're still creating that, you'll you will drop body fat, regardless of when you do cardio and whatever time of the day is. So if your goal, like, let's say you're not doing a photo shoot, right, or you're not doing a show, your goal is simply to lose a little bit of fat, you're more likely not using any supplements that that, that, you, that benefit you doing this in, in a fasted state. So you could you could argue that you just, you don't need to do it in a, in a fasted state. And I think it'd also be worth considering the fact that you, you might be a type of person that really struggles to perform your cardio at high intensity if you haven't got any food in you. In fact, your performance could improve if you'd eaten a meal maybe perhaps 90 minutes prior to you doing this cardio. So thinking back to what I said earlier on about you know big increase of adrenaline from from Clen and you know, getting the benefit on that and getting Sakali expenditure, well, you're not using Clen. You're not going to get that big rush of um, of, of adrenaline are you it's going to be a little, little bit of a, a little bit of a rush i suppose because you're starting exercising but in regards to your overall sort of ability to to give it the big the big beans shall we say it'll probably be roughly the same um, if you aren't taking anything like that you're probably thinking well why does why does my performance matter well if you jump on the spin bike and you do it half-assed for 30 minutes and you don't push yourself you're not going to burn as many calories as if you go on for 30 minutes and you're doing you know 30 second sprint minute moderate pace 30 second sprint and you're doing that for for the 30 minutes you know your energy output 
or your calorie burn if you want to call it um, will be will be higher and you you want that to be its absolute highest so if you if you do that in a fed state and you can get more out of it opposed to do it first thing in the morning you just you know, you half-ass it, you're tired, you're hungry. Uh, I don't I don't for you to do it in that sort of fasted fasted state. You, you might kind of feel that point is maybe insignificant and it, because it's maybe only going to be something like an extra 50 to 100 calories you're burning. But what I would say is, what if you added that up, that extra difference up? Because more than likely you're doing cardio four, five, six, seven times a week. And every session you've got an extra, let's say 50 calories. Let's say you did that seven times across the week there's an extra 350 calories that you that you've expended let's say you do that over over a month quick math here that's an extra 1400 calories two months 2800 you know what i mean if you didn't know already it takes roughly about a, a three and a half thousand calorie deficit for you to mobilize one pound of body fat that's why we often say that you need to be very very patient but the little sort of benefits you know are the more you can get from the least effectively is going to attribute to ultimately losing a bit more body fat therefore if you are simply dieting to shed some fat it's not too aggressive you know you're not prepping for a show or anything like that and you know you like your sleep <laughs> you like a lion uh, you like your bed uh, i'd say it just it makes sense to do cardio just whenever the fuck you want whenever suits your schedule uh, whenever you're able to perform at your at your highest possible level so as i said you know i, I have a little bit of experience of, of kind of doing both and I'm, I'm always quite open about my sort of use of performance enhancing drugs. Um, I've used clenbuterol, uh, the, the, you know, almost in every single, well, in every single prep I've done, whether that's for a show or a photo shoot. Um, I've used Jehumbine as well. And more recently this year, I'm now including growth hormones. So as I said, back in 2017, I did fasted cardio, got it drilled into me that it was the, the thing to do. Uh, you must do it it always helps you burn a bit more fat and then in as i said 20 2019 i um did it in a fed state i ended up doing a photo shoot with with my with at the time my girlfriend who's now now my wife and then 2020 um i i did i, I did it in a fasted state but that was that was mainly for time because I was so busy um, to fit my schedule. Uh, that was one of the only reasons why I did it so, so early. And people that are prepping understand exactly what I mean. And, you know, when I look back in regards to conditioning, um, I think 2017, I looked a bit dog shit anyway on stage. Um, but there was, a, there was a couple weeks before that where I was pretty damn peeled. And they say, you know, I, I was peeled again in... 2019 peeled again in, in 2020 so i'm trying to say as an example of someone who's assisted it doesn't really fucking matter when you do it if i'm honest i was able to to get you know quote unquote shredded as they say um whilst you know whilst doing it first thing in the morning or, or, or doing it later on at night now uh, sorry i didn't do that at night whilst doing it later on in the day but but now um in 2021 this prep here I am doing it fasted um, now. Sort of two reasons. Number one is that I have a spin bike literally in my living room, um, and for time management, I can get up and I can do that first thing in the morning, uh, literally before I start check-ins, and then as I'm finishing my cardio, 
check-ins usually start rolling in or they're already there waiting for me to do so that I can get all my check-ins done before I then go train later on the day. So that that's that's just something that suits my schedule. And then also I'm taking lipolytics of that growth hormone, which in a fasted state shows that and then the benefit of, I get from sort of cleaning your humbine from that um, is, is why I'm, I'm doing that. Now, you might kind of think, and I think it would be a good argument that, well, you know, are you not losing out maybe perhaps on an extra one to two hours of sleep? And, well, you could say that, but I go to bed at 9 p.m., <laughs> right? You might be someone that, that, that doesn't that doesn't do that and refuses to do that, and you're still thinking, oh, I want to do it in a fasted state. Honestly, if you're sacrificing that one to two hours of sleep um, just to get up a new cardio, it's not worth it. Like, if you're not using anything and, and you're doing that, you're just increasing the stress on the body. And, and when you're dieting, you're trying to often mitigate any stress so that you can be in an optimal place to to mobilize body fat so cutting your sleep would massively increase stress on the body itself so i guess in summary if you, you looked at fasted cardio if you needed to do it as a whole what we'd say is no <laughs> you don't even if you're fasted or uh, sorry even if you're assisted or natural um, if you are assisted and you're using certain compounds it could perhaps be recommended that you'll get more benefit, more fat loss from it without necessarily doing more. However, if you're not assisted and you're not using you know, certain compounds, then, then there really would be no need for you to do it fasted. But if, if that meant it suited your schedule, then, then by all means, crack away. Um, but if you felt you would, could perform it better and you could get more out of it in a fed state, then I, then I, would, do, I would do exactly that. As a side note, when you know we're speaking about uh, assistance and whatnot, um, it's it's very very common in the bodybuilding world now that could be in the competitive scene um, or even just in the in the photo shoot scene uh, I've done separate podcasts on them so I won't I won't speak about them at length I would just ask you to, to go and um, give those podcasts a listen if you want to find out the mechanisms by you know what they work what I'd say is that in in regards to the use of lipolytics or you know some aids that help to help fat loss remember it should it should always be your decision and I, i've got some clients who I've got many clients that take it and i've got many clients who who won't take it and say they want to stay they want to stay completely natural and you know i respect e- either one's uh, e- either opinion really if you are in a if you're competing in a, an untested federation whether you are a male or female, it can be a bit taboo in the female um, categories because they just don't like talking about it, or, or some don't. But um, for the most part, a lot of people doing those shows will be using clenbutyl. It's not always the case, you know. Sometimes you'll have someone that's natural that, that does these shows and wins, you know, ends up winning British titles and whatnot. However, the majority of them, to help get that last little bit off, particularly in stubborn areas like, you know, glutes, hips, lower back, will use these sort of aids. Whether that's clenbuterol, Yohumbine, combination of both, maybe a combination of you know, Vasoborn, which has topical Yohumbine in it, um, and maybe perhaps for the bodybuilding side of things, the, the males, uh, you know, some growth hormone. But I, I feel that you should never be pushed or persuaded to go on these. If, if I'm having a, if I'm prepping a client and I think it would be a useful tool, I'll just ask their opinion on it. I won't say, hey, I want to add this in. 
as I hate, just wondering what your thoughts are on, you know, Clenbuterol or what your thoughts are on your humbine. Everyone's usually fine with your humbine because let's face it, it's pretty darn weak um, compared to like to Clen. But I'll say, what's your thoughts on Clen? And they say, well, what is it? I don't really know much about it. I say, right, cool. Well, here's an article on it. Here's a podcast on it. Go listen to that. It'll tell you the benefits of what it does. We can we can have a chat about it. We can jump on a call. Um, and you know, are you just messaging me and asking more questions? I think that being with clients being able to then read what's about rather than sort of blindly just following orders, then I think they're more inclined to make their own decision, um, opposed to a coach just saying, right, this is what we're going to do, and then they, in, internally they might go, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to use that. You know, like my personal opinion is that if you're if you're in a an untested federation and you're not using something like that, you you are putting yourself at a huge disadvantage. Um, unless you are very well genetically gifted and you get lean very, very easy, maybe perhaps in the bikini class, you're maybe not going to use that. However, I think that there, there's a lot of bikini girls that will be using it. Uh, maybe they maybe they will tell you, some of them won't. Um, but to go back to my earlier point was just to say, it, it should always be your decision. It should never be forced upon you. I think it's a decision that, you know, a lot of people can be very, very afraid of of using them and then when they read about it they say right okay I'll try it start off at a low dose and they go oh actually that's that's actually absolutely fine and you go yeah yeah it's not too bad is it but I mean I think if you if you want to hear the bad side of things about anything really in the world all you need to do is google it and you'll find all the bad the, you know, the quote unquote bad stories on um, on google and they'll tell you about oh it's terrible it's this and the next thing and people respond a bit differently but Personally, um, I, I've not had any clients over the years react badly to Clen or your humbine um, and, the, and the male bodybuilders that use it, you know, growth hormone. Uh, they've been absolutely fine. I often say, you know, if you are really worried but you want to use it, all you do is you start off quite a, a, a low to, to moderate dose and then you kind of go from there. You do your research first, you make a decision course if you're if you're a natural individual and you want to stay natural and you're competing in natural federations um then you're not going to use clen or or um or growth hormone however you humbine hcl is completely legal in um natural federations um always check have a check though uh, with the federation itself on the website or get in contact with them but as far as i'm aware i had an athlete who competed in bmbf last time was 2019 and uh, Johan by HCL was, was absolutely fine if it was in your system for that specific fed so you've got other feds like the UK DFBA um, now the WNBF uh, World Natural Body Federation that's coming to the UK for the first time this year which is pretty cool um, but I realise I've went off on a huge tangent there um, like I always do but listen I hope that this podcast does help I hope it allows you to just give you a bit of clarity on some of the myths out there, some of the BS around fasted cardio, but also, you know, hope it gives you a couple of golden nuggets how if you are perhaps an assisted bodybuilder or using some sort of lipolytic aids, that you could take advantage of getting a bit more fat loss by doing it in a fasted state. But it's not to say that you need to, um, as me as an example, obviously I've I've done it in both and I've got pretty pretty similar results. So listen guys, I'll leave it there. Just remember that wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.